A lot of investors just love this idea of a dividend reinvestment plan or a DRIP as it's known, where you automatically reinvest the dividends a company pays off in your portfolio. I don't use a DRIP. I never have used this type of a plan. The heart of this video is going to tell you why I don't use it, give you my logic, my reasoning, look at the pros and cons of why you might want to set up a DRIP plan or not. Ultimately, of course, determine what the best strategy is for you. If you are brand new to investing and you aren't sure what dividends are, I will put a link in this video so you can go back and review that. It'll tell you all the basics of how dividends play a role in your investment portfolio. When a company that you own pays a dividend into your portfolio, there's four basic things that you can do with that dividend. The first thing you can do, you can just spend it. You can take it out of the account, go buy something with it. Secondly, you can just leave it in the account, save it there as cash. Third, you can reinvest that into something else. Or fourth, and this is what we're gonna be talking about today here, is you can set up the dividend reinvestment plan, which allows you then to automatically take that dividend and buy more shares of the company that paid that dividend out. So let's jump right into the pros of a dividend reinvestment plan so that you can sort of look at the bright side of the whole equation here. First of all, a drip is truly a set it and forget it type of structure. You get things started, you set it up with your dealership, and it basically just runs in the background. So you don't really have to give it any thought once you've got it set up. Uh, automatically, when dividends are paid, they're reinvested back into more shares of the same company. Um, truly, if you're looking for something like simplicity, nothing beats uh, a drip program from that perspective. A second reason that you might want to set up a drip is if you are a new investor. I always think when you're starting to get involved in investing, there's a million moving parts that you're trying to all sort out. One of the things that you can kind of strip out from the day-to-day -day minutia of what you have to learn is how to handle your dividends. And I don't know that it's necessarily a long-term solution, but it can be a good idea to set up this program, let it run by itself, and you're not gonna be worried about those things at some point down the road. You may be able to um, manage this a little bit differently, but it's not gonna hurt you in the short term to get a program like this set up. The third benefit, of a dividend reinvestment plan is the fact that in most cases, you buy those dividends commission-free or at minimum at a very low cost. But I think today, most of the dividend pro programs are automatically gonna be set up commission-free. Now, back in the day, if you're an older investor, you'll remember when uh, it used to cost a lot of money to be an investor. The commissions were pretty big. Uh, there was a much bigger benefit back then to have a dividend uh, reinvestment plan set up. Uh, today, not so much, but still it is a, a small value, just a little bit less than it would have been back in the old days. A fourth reason that you might wanna set up a drip is that when a company pays you a dividend, uh, that money is put to work right away. If you're the type of person who doesn't monitor your uh, portfolio closely, and that could be for a bunch of different reasons, the cash isn't going to come in and then eventually pile up. I mean, not that piling up cash in your portfolio is a bad problem. It's good to have that investment flow come in. But if you want that money to be always working for you, this is a way of automating that so you're not worried about just having cash sitting there uh, doing nothing in your portfolio. Fifth reason, this is a very important one, dollar cost averaging. And a lot, I know a lot of people like the concept, as do I, of dollar cost averaging as part of your investment program. I advocate, I always have, for regular investing, whether that's monthly, whether that's on a quarterly basis, whatever your cash flow allows. Uh, most dividends are paid quarterly. A lot, most of the sort of the, the uh, larger companies pay dividends on a quarterly basis so that you are reinvesting in a structured manner, which goes a long way um, to helping force a discipline upon you to make sure that money's working for you. In down markets, like we've seen so far in 2022, another benefit is that 
as the share price of whatever you own is dropping, as you're uh, reinvesting the dividends back into that, it's lowering the average cost base of that asset. So from a mathematical perspective, that can definitely work out to your advantage. The sixth benefit of setting up a drip program is that it helps manage your emotions. And some people get really stuck at the phase where you have cash and you're trying to decide what you want to buy with it. Uh, it's not always easy to sort of narrow things down, do your evaluation of a company and you know pull the trigger and actually buy something. So this sort of automates that process so you don't have to worry uh, about A, the cash sitting around like I already talked about, or, or, or B, making that decision as to what you're going to buy. The, the drip is automatic, it removes that decision-making, that sort of the possibility of getting stuck in this um, paralysis by analysis, it just removes that from the equation altogether. A seventh reason, and I'm just gonna say this, buying more shares of a company that you have decided is going to increase in value and provide you with wealth or growth in your wealth over time is always a good thing. When you think about what you're buying, you're buying shares of a company that at some point in the future, you're going to uh, sell, um, you're going to gift them, you're going to, someone else is going to inherit them. You're building up an asset. And the way that shares are valued or companies are valued is they divide the, the company in a bunch of shares. The more of those shares that you have logically is better. And again, setting up a drip will take you along that path sort of in a disciplined manner. So there is a benefit that way. Benefit number eight is that companies who pay dividends tend to put an emphasis on raising that dividend as time goes by. So if that dividend gets bigger, typically quarterly or every year they raise that, then you're taking, you're having a bigger chunk of money that you're using to buy more shares of the company. So as the dividends increase, um, so does your purchasing power. Now, it's not always that way. It depends on the price of the company. I mean, if you're getting a dividend increase, but the price has gone up more, you're, you're technically buying you know fewer shares of the company with that, but the concept is sound that you have that in place and you are you know, building up more and more as that dividend grows over the, you know, the years and, and even in the decades, if you hold a company long enough. So all that said, I just said all the benefits there. Um, I'm gonna shift to why I don't personally um, have a drip program in place. And there are four main reasons, so let's cover those off. Number one, um, stocks are cyclical and regardless of what you own, they're going to go up, they're gonna go down. Now, one of the negatives of a drip is that um, you are forced to buy. The discipline is that you buy regardless of what the, the price of that company is. And as a scenario, imagine that you picked a good company and it has been going up in price since the time you've owned it. If your great investment has become overvalued, normally you wouldn't say rush in and buy more shares of it. Generally, you kind of counsel um, the opposite where you don't put money into something that is trading at a price higher than it's actually worth. Well, clearly a dividend reinvestment plan, you don't have a choice in that. It automatically is going to add more to a company that may be trading at a high valuation. In addition to that, a drip doesn't anticipate, doesn't factor in the future prospects uh, of a company or whatever the asset you own. It might be, uh, you know, the, the future might not be quite as rosy. In the meantime, you're still going ahead and putting money into that investment. I want to use Royal Bank as an example if we look back over the last couple of years. And in 2021, Royal Bank shares were up about 38%. Now, early in 2022, that started to decline. And it's actually down only 5% year to date, but it's down 14% from the highs. With the dividend reinvestment plan, you are buying more and more shares as the price gets higher and higher in late 2021. Then we see the pullback though, and in this case, it would have been beneficial to have waited to invest those 
a little bit down the line where you can pick the shares up at a cheaper price. There are tons and tons of examples just in the last two years alone where we, we've seen the price go up and then of course with the market pulling back, um, you know, you can go pick a lot of companies where it might have been beneficial to have delayed the purchases of those shares uh, that you don't have control over in a uh, dividend reinvestment plan. During normal market conditions, stocks go through cycles and they go up and down in value, overvalued, undervalued. In a worst case scenario, there might be a driving factor that has a negative outlook for the company. Uh, you know, who knows what that might be. There's a lot of things that might cause a company to peak out um, and decline in value after that. Um, I'd say there's no sense in just blindly pouring more money into a company that you maybe haven't evaluated for a long time. Uh, why not take those assets and buy something uh, that is um, undervalued as compared to what is potentially an overvalued asset there. My strategy is to always redeploy the, uh, the cash that comes into a portfolio by way of dividends to the most attractive assets um, that are available at that time. Now it could be the company that you own, that's fine. You can just rebuy uh, more shares of it or you can look at something else. It's always a good idea, in my opinion, to, to buy the cheapest company, again, assuming you've done your due diligence and you have faith in the company itself. Um, clearly, this is a more hands-on strategy. It's definitely not for everyone. Uh, for a new investor, as I kind of alluded to earlier, um, you may be overwhelmed by this level of detail. That's fine, set up that drip and maybe you can evolve at some point down the road. Um, you may be an experienced investor who just doesn't have enough time at whatever phase of your life in to go through and, and, and make these, these calls. So that's fine, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but that's, that's personally, that's why I do it um, that way because that's kind of what I do. I, I like managing my portfolio um, and I just find, uh, I just want to optimize every dollar that, go, that goes into it or that is in it and comes in by the way of a dividend. Now, the second reason that I don't personally use a drip program, we talked in the first segment, a possible benefit of the program would be to have dollar cost averaging automatically occur. Um, I think you can even take that dollar cost averaging, which I truly believe in, but make it even a bigger pro uh, without running it in a drip. If you dollar cost average into an investment with a more attractive valuation that isn't overvalued, um, that can pay uh, huge dividends, no pun intended, over the long term. And again, I wanna use an example. In 2022 so far, we look at shares of Microsoft and they've fallen around 27% on the date I'm filming this video. As you can see by the chart here, they've also paid a regular dividend into the portfolio. And of course, in this case, participation in a drip plan would have been accumulating additional shares so every time it pays a dividend, that cash is used to purchase more shares at a lower price. So assuming that you believe that Microsoft continues to be a good long-term hold, that makes a lot of sense. Now, there is a flip side to that. And so far in 2022, if we look, for example, at a company like Synovus Energy, it's actually risen 55% so far. Now, just like Microsoft, they're paying that quarterly dividend. But in this case, every dividend has been used to buy shares at an increasingly higher price. Now, over the long term, I'm gonna say that this probably isn't a big issue because we do expect the price of Synovus to rise and rise, but it certainly isn't an optimal scenario. So let's take a look now at my strategy. Again, just sticking with these two companies as an example, this chart will show that if we had taken the dividends that we got from Synovus, which has risen in value, remember, and reinvested those in Microsoft, which had declined in value, we'd be getting much more bang for our buck. And again, this always assumes that you have done your proper research, you do wanna to continue to hold these, but from a basic conceptual standpoint, uh, to me, at least this makes a lot of sense. Now, the third reason that I don't particularly drip is I like to keep a balanced portfolio. I don't mean balanced like necessarily equities and income, but I have my target allocations. Um, if you set up a drip, 
it's easy for those to sort of get skewed. And uh, I'm going to presume at the outset here that you have set your targets, you know, whether that's equities and fixed income or whether it's, you know, a particular investment, I want to have X percentage of my portfolio at a maximum. Um, usually that's kind of one of the first things you do when you set out the, the uh, to manage a portfolio. Uh, again, if I use that sort of Microsoft and the CFE as an example of this, and I admit this is extremely oversimplified, but it does I'll give you the concept. Imagine you have a goal of having 50% of your portfolio in Microsoft and 50% in Synovus. Well, from what we just saw during 2022, the portfolio is going to become imbalanced. I mean, A, the shares of Synovus have risen at a pace that has you know, far outstripped Microsoft. So you're going to get an automatic imbalance there. But it even becomes worse, of course, because you're going to be putting more and more money into that Synovus, as we just talked about, um, as it goes along, uh, as it goes along during the course of the year. To simply take those assets, to simply take the, the cash flow from the dividends and redeploy those to Microsoft instead of that uh, Synovus is going to achieve much better results, at least when it comes to keeping the portfolio balanced. Again, I'm assuming here that we all rebalance and I'm hoping uh, that we all rebalance our portfolios, whether that's quarterly or annually or whatever that time uh, may be. Uh, the point here is that even if you have a dividend plan set in place, a dividend reinvestment plan, uh, you know, which is remember, this is sort of the set it, forget it. That's the simplicity of it. It actually does require some work. I mean, it sounds like just put it away and never think about it, but hopefully you're managing at least a rebalancing periodically of your portfolio. And so it's, it's not an all or nothing scenario to take this drip and just forget about it. You still should be managing the portfolio. Now, the fourth example where I prefer more of a hands-on approach is when you're dealing with volatile stocks. And I know, I mean, heck, 2022 has shown us that there is a lot of volatility at certain times out there in the markets. When you have a drip set up, you have no control. Um, over the timing of those reinvestments. The cash can come into your portfolio. Uh, a benefit of them is that it's automatically invested, but that can also be a detriment depending again on what the companies are doing. Uh, I know for a lot of people that's not a concern. Uh, you don't necessarily want to dive that deeply into the timing managing of a portfolio. Uh, but for me, it is I really want to maintain that control, whether it's adding to companies or or trimming. I mean, it'll it'll work at both ends of the spectrum there. They both kind of come into play. And, um, you know, I think that uh, it, it's to an advantage incrementally, I, I would imagine, but over time it can really uh, make a, can really pay off to manage your portfolio a little bit more detailed than simply what will be allowed in a drip. You'll notice during this video, I haven't said that a drip is wrong and I haven't said that you shouldn't have one. That's really important to understand here. What I'm saying is here, a drip is not for me and now you know the reasons that I make that decision for my own personal account management. There is one obvious sort of elephant in the room here and it probably sounds for some of you, this whole concept, that I'm employing like market timing. And there are some people that say you should never, ever, ever time the markets full stop. If you do feel that way, I think that you need to see this video right here. Thank you very much for watching this video. I look forward to seeing you in the next video.